Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the Chit Chat Chicks. I'm Jane, and you are. And I'm Tasha. <laughs> I'm Tasha. <And> that, <laughs> never, changes, Tasha. <laughs> never changes. Never changes. Always you, Chit Chat Yeah. <laughs> you wish, right? now. Uh, <laughs> that was an inter- That song was from the soundtrack of um, The Man in the High Castle, and it was written by Dominic Lewis and Henry mm-hmm. Jackson. And it was called the necklace. And I don't know. It's just it's just so mesmerizing. It's a beautiful song. It's beautiful. It's, oh, it's yeah. Beautiful. It's wonderful. Good but anyway, thing. we are back. Yeah, we are back from a temporary Yay. hiatus. And I think the person that released us from this hiatus was is our guest today. I think we're going to blame him for it. What do you think? Yeah, but he's so dy- yeah. He's just, yeah, he's that kind of a person. So what we're going to do is we're going to introduce our guest. Notice we haven't mentioned his name yet because it's, you know, <laughs> we're building up to it. And we're only going to introduce yeah. him, and then we'll bring him on. Okay? okay. Our guest today is the delightful and incredibly talented actor, Joel De La Fuente. Joel recently appeared on stage in the highly acclaimed solo performance of Gene Sakata's play, Hold These Truths, and has masterfully brought to life the incomparable Chief Inspector Keto in Amazon Prime's The Man in the High Castle that premiered its fourth and final season last week, which we're not too thrilled about, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Joel is also known for his portrayals of Dr. Johan Price in Netflix Hemlock Grove, Ruben Morales in Long and Order SVU, Lieutenant Paul Wang in Space Above and Beyond, not to mention a slew of film and TV appearances. So without further ado, let's bring on Joel De La Fuente. Hey, Joel. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. I released you from your hiatus. Yay! Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Yay! We're so relieved. It was getting it's really musty and dusty. Hi, it's old and yeah. Old You don't want to be musky or dusty. Well, I'm I'm no. glad to be here. No. Well, we're thrilled to have you. Well, we really are. Thanks so much. Yeah. My pleasure. Listen, were you able to? Were you I'm able to get any? Yeah, go ahead, Tosh. I'm sorry. 
No, I just wanted to say real quickly, just a disclaimer. When you have in the last season of the Manhattan Castle, there will be spoilers, so you've been warned. Okay, yeah, it's a little disclaimer just in case. Yeah, so anyone that hasn't seen, that's listening, that hasn't seen the entire season yet, we can, you can listen to the uh, recorded uh, show. Right. It'll probably be available in about half hour after we go off the air mm-hmm. and just go to the, the link that you're listening to now and you'll be able to, to hear it if, whenever you want to. So anyway, yeah. have you gotten any rest with all the PR that you've been doing, Joel? Have you been able to relax? Uh, I think going into the holiday, I'm excited uh, to get a little rest. It's been uh, there's been a lot of running around over the last few weeks, but it's exciting. Yeah. It's good to uh, it's good to really share. Uh, you know, we finished shooting in March, so mm-hmm. it's really exciting for us to finally get to share what we've been working on for so long um, with everybody. Uh, I guess a week ago today, right? We dropped uh, last Friday. Yeah, last yeah. Friday. Yeah. And we binge watched it. Season. We binge. Yeah. Yeah. It was an involuntary and binge. You, you know, usually, I, well, I like to watch maybe two episodes a week, but we we wanted to see the entire thing. It was wonderful. Absolutely, an incredible oh, season. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank and you. You were you were so magnificent. That's thank you very I much. I think sometimes we can be just we. We, we like shows so much, and when the content sometimes we're disappointed with, you know, how they end. But I think the ending was was really fun. And uh, so, I mean, I wish. Joe, you are you having trouble hearing Tasha? Is she, is she breaking up? I am. I'm having a, I'm having yeah. a, little, a little trouble hearing oh. Tasha. Yeah, Tasha, move move a, move a little to the right. Step five, five steps to the right. Something. <laughs> Do the hokey pokey. A, a little bit. Say oh. something, Tasha. Okay. This is me, um, let me go into a different room. We're going uh, to take a tour of Tasha's apartment. Yeah, we're going to take a tour. Uh, and find a room. My laptop because need the outline. And, um, okay. All right, here we go. Okay. Okay. Sorry. We haven't had a, we don't usually have any issues, but it's where I was located. Is, is this better? No. <laughs> Echo. Anyway, okay. Well, anyway, How about Joel, now? we're going to. How's we're going. We're going to interrogate you, Joel. So, you know, do you see that table yeah. in the corner? That small wooden table. Just have a seat, and Uh-oh. we're going to interrogate you for about I don't know, forty minutes or so. <laughs> yeah. Are you turning are the you tables ready? on keto? Okay. Yes, absolutely. We are. We're going to interrogate you. It's your repentance. Okay, I'm ready. This ready? show. Okay. All right, so let, we want to talk about the Man in High Castle, but I really want to talk about the play um, that you did a solo performance in the play mm-hmm. uh, Hold These Truths. And tell me what mm-hmm. drew you to role and um, how it affected you personally. Uh, uh, well, the play is called Hold These Truths uh, by Jeannie Sicada, and I've been working on it basically – off and on for the last, uh, well, we've been performing and off and on for the last seven years or so. 
Um, the New York premiere was in 2012, right around the same time I started working on Hemlock Grove, the first season. Uh, and um, after its New York run, we just sort of, we've been so lucky uh, that we've just found all of these different places that wanted to have us. So uh, we've performed as far west as Hawaii. Um, and uh, we just took it to Canada, uh, to Vancouver this past fall. And oh, wow. we've, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, toured in 13 different venues over the last seven years. And it's, it's just been really wonderful. It's, it's one of those rare circumstances where I get to work on something that I really feel is artistically challenging, uh, a really important story to tell. And yeah. uh, it's something that inspires me uh, as, as a citizen. So uh, it's it's great to just sort of have the opportunity to uh, to work on all of those things at the same time to feel like I'm doing something that's important while also practicing my craft. Yes, it's it's really um, an incredible story that needs to be told, and the the fact that you you uh, really portray many characters in it, don't you? Your friends, your family, uh, Gordon. Yeah. I mean, you do it all. You're just <laughs> there with everybody. Everybody's there on the stage with you, and just you, <laughs> with very That's little. That's the challenge of a one-person play. Do you find it lonely yeah, I just, sometimes? Uh, yes, uh, it's. I mean, it's. Uh, it's so, in, so, in so many ways, it's it's the antithesis of what my experience of theater has been, which is mm-hmm. essentially a very social experience. I'm uh, doing plays is so much about the camaraderie between fellow actors and the stage manager yeah. and um, this sort of uh, this troop of people that are going to sort of band together to tell a story, usually uh, with um, a lot of adversity. Uh, so mm-hmm. to be by yourself in that situation right. is challenging because, uh, you know, after the show, it's, it's hard to find people to talk about it with, <laughs> you know, yeah. to sort of share what happened that, that evening or, or when you do, it's, it's sort of right. like, uh, it's, it's talking. You're to wandering around. Hello. I want to talk. To, I need to vent. Well, is anybody yeah. here? No. Yeah. So, um, so in that sense, it is lonely, but, uh, but also though it's unique because it's, it's one person telling a story to a whole group of people. And, uh, it's sort of theater at its most, um, basic it's it's how mm-hmm. everything first started right. in the first place when a hunter when a hunter would get up and act out the kill for the for the group so um there is a very close bond uh that can be felt between um the actor and the audience and that's very special and it feels very sacred uh to get to get up and to have the opportunity to do that every yeah. night yeah are you just planning on doing any well, other yeah, shows there's or with- I Yeah, I'm sorry. Were you planning to do any more shows, or is, was the Vancouver uh, uh, um, shows? We have no current plans. Okay. There are no current plans to do it right now, but we're we're open and sort of exploring certain possibilities to bring it uh, to other cities and and maybe to explore other venues of sort of um, of telling that story. Okay, gotcha. that would be great. Yeah. Come to Philly. Well, you know, can you guys hear me? Hello? Yes. Can you hear you better? Okay. Yeah, I just checked. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about there's a dichotomy between Gwen and Inspector um, Keto. But at the same time, you have some similarities. Can you talk about that a little bit? And what's yes, it like? I missed the first half there, Tosh. 
uh, talk about Inspector Keto and that there were some dichotomies between the characters. Yes, they have some similarities. Similarities with um, uh, Keto and 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 Gordon. I'm so sorry. Oh, and Gordon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. I I I heard you now. Um, Hang up and call back. Yeah, I think she, she's going to call back. You guys keep talking. I'm we'll, going to hang up we'll and call back. We'll discuss. Yeah. <laughs> we'll discuss. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Sure. Sorry. Uh, that's yeah, the okay. similarities, because they were so steadfast, both were so, so steadfast in their beliefs, um, and they would do whatever they they could to, you know, to achieve their goals. And um, I was just wondering, and Tasha was wondering, you know, if you took any of Gordon and used it for keto, you know, expressing anything in, in keto, because they were they were both uh, steadfast a, in their beliefs, even though they were it's different. It's a great beliefs. question. Um, they uh, they basically helped me uh, feed one off of the other over the last few years. You know, uh, they're both uh, of Japanese descent but they're sort of different sides of the same coin. You know, Gordon was a Japanese-American, highly principled who believed in the principles of the Constitution, so much so that he was willing to go to jail and to go against his family and the prevailing um, wishes of the country at large to follow his beliefs, uh, which required great courage. And Inspector Kido was a Japanese-born person who had similar resolve in his beliefs, but he obviously believed in sort of the opposite of the constitution, uh, the, uh, the power of the empire, the absolute power, um, and would do whatever he could to enforce um, the maintenance of that empire. So there's sort of uh, uh, opposing forces, but shared yeah. a lot of things in common. And basically Gordon was a tonic for me while playing Inspector Keto sometimes because he did do some very extreme um, violent mm-hmm. things at times. And so it was great to sort of come back to Gordon and have uh, a little respite from that kind of extremity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I have a question about uh, Lieutenant uh, Inspector Keto then. Uh, when were you first introduced mm-hmm. to him in, in regards to when, you know, when you, when you, uh, received the script, and what was your first impression of him? And also, I don't know if this is true or not, but were you supposed to audition for the role of Takomi at first? Uh, well, when I got the audition, I actually uh, had a choice of which role to audition for, uh, Takomi or Keto. And I read the book, and uh, Keto is not in the book. And mm-hmm. Takomi is such a beautifully written amazing character in the book. And uh, uh, so there was a lot to go on from that. And so I was very, I loved the book and I was very fascinated with that character. But when I read the material in uh, Frank Spotnitz's, Spotnitz's wonderfully adapted screenplay, I, I just knew, I felt right away when I was reading it, that that wasn't the role for me, that I felt that there were so many people that could play that part uh, Mm -hmm. with the depth and complexity that I, I would struggle to capture. Um, Conversely, uh, for some strange reason, I felt immediately a connection with Inspector Keto, immediately. I felt uh, 
the audition material wasn't just from the pilot. You know, we received uh, the first two scripts or, or material actually from the first two scripts. So uh, the, the interrogation stuff with Frank was there. And I just felt that I knew exactly how I wanted to approach a character like this. And um, I, I felt a great ownership and appetite to want to play that part. It, that doesn't happen a lot. Uh, and so yeah. um, I was just excited to sort of feel that connection. And I was really grateful that they felt the same. Um, mm-hmm. So I was very pleased for that challenge. Yeah, and uh, we're glad that you did. We're glad that you decided yeah. to. You know, Joe, we have a caller. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice. We have a caller. Uh, do you mind if we uh, see who it is? Of course. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Okay. okay, area code 347. You're on the air. Hi. I just want Hi. to say to Joel that I am a huge, huge fan. Uh, I'm from Brooklyn. And I love your portrayal of Inspector Keto, such nuanced and three-dimensional work. And not only was it a privilege <laughs> to watch you embody the character of Inspector Keto, it has been my honor to become your friend as Belle Mallory, as playing Belle Mallory on the fourth season of The Man in the High Castle. It's an honor to know you, Joel. Wow! We well, you know you. I, I, I knew it was you. I, I knew I, w- I knew it was you at three four seven. At three four seven, I was like, wait a minute. Oh darn! <laughs> three four seven. Hi, hi, Francis. Hi. Thanks hi. so much for calling. Thanks so much, everybody. We also Turner, appreciate it. Who played Belle? We, we love fabulous. each other in real life. We do, we do. <laughs> me on the show. I adore Joel in real life, and you know I'm not going to take up a lot of time. I just want to say, Joel, you are a tremendous actor, and you're also a tremendous person, and that has been the one of the greatest joys of my having worked on High Castle. Oh, oh man, Francis, we so are so cool. so lucky to have had you on the show, and it's been my honor to get to know you. You are a force of nature in every positive aspect of that you're, you're fiercely intelligent so talented i'm so excited to watch all the wonderful things you do going forward and hopefully uh, at least one or two of those things will be together i would love that <laughs> thank you guys <laughs> oh thank you and thank you oh, francis thank you. for your incredible uh you know bell mallory was just she's something to strive for really she's just a oh, force thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're the best, Francis. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye. Did you like that little surprise? That was awesome. Yeah, we had a pretty cool first Yeah, that was nice. We do with you. I think... Can you guys hear me now? uh, Yeah, Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. So much better. Okay. I'm so sorry. Thank you. All right. I think Francis does such a great job on the show. She did. And it's such a, you know, it's such a big challenge because. Outstanding. Yeah. uh, It's a big challenge because, um, you know, coming into the fourth season, you know, everyone, people who have been watching for so long, they have uh, their relationships with existing characters and existing storylines. And it's a big challenge for everybody when you start something so big and so different 
uh, at this late juncture of the show. And I think that um, Francis and uh, Clay and everybody uh, involved on that aspect of the show did such a wonderful job of mm-hmm. boldly and uh, beautifully bringing that stuff in, um, you know, and just sort of riveting us from the beginning. Because that's, that's, a, that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I w- we were going to ask her if she had met had you met her before prior to uh her coming on the set or did you meet on the set? Uh I, I had not met her before this job, so Okay. Um sometimes you sometimes you'll meet people um you know right when they arrive, you you happen to be in the office uh, when they're coming in or you'll see them for fitting while you're, you know, you're on your way to shoot something and they're in the office. Uh, that's how I met Jason O'Mara, for example. But uh, mm. I'm trying to think the first time I met Francis, uh, it might have been, it was probably uh, at a work function, like maybe uh, um, on a work day. So, uh, so no, we didn't know each other before. And it, it's been such a delightful surprise. Uh, she's, she, she has contributed so much to the show and we're very lucky to have yeah. yeah, she was, her performance was magnificent. Oh, it's just uh, agreed. All inspiring, and she did, she recited a a poem that just blew me away. Anyway, it was incredible. The Claude McKay poem. Yes. Mhm. That was a beautiful <laughs> yeah. scene. Beautiful. Very power. Very powerful. Poignant. We have a Point random question. Powerful. We have a random question for you, Joel. If you were sure. a video game, what would you call yourself? Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong. That was quick. <laughs> Donkey I know. Like, well, it's, a, it's, 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 awesome. well, it's a game I love we gotta more, find more, more than any here. other. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's really because, I mean, I don't know how the theme fits into my life or who I am, but I just love that game so much. Uh, I love that. Uh, I love the whimsy and the randomness of it, and it's it's clear and simple to understand how it works. But it's hard in a lot of aspects to play it, and uh, it's very playful at the right. same time. Well, you you used to design them, didn't you? Design video games, or no? Did I? No, I never. Yeah, did. No, I thought you no, did. No. Uh oh. Okay, Google that you lied. Google. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Maybe did I? I think I might have played a video game designer once. That sounds familiar. Uh, oh yes, oh, I did play uh, once where I, I was playing a video game designer. Yeah. Well, there goes my research. Okay. Well, That's anyway, let's go to the Donkey Kong. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let me throw in a random question, if I may. Um, it's not really a a question. It's sort of a a statement or command, but uh, this, can you describe this? Well, it is a question now. Can you describe yourself in three words? Myself? Uh, hmm, three words. Yes. Um, I would say um, generous, open, playful. I like. That. We agree. That's good. Those are three great words. Three good characteristics of a person, of a human. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
I have I have much worse ones, but I chose three that would make we'll me get sound. Into it. Well, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. We're... You know. <laughs> what? What? Surly. Uh, let's see what else. Mm-hmm. Uh, hangry, and. Uh, hangry. <laughs> yeah, my. You know when people talk about how affected they are by keto's dark side, my children just sort of roll their eyes and say, "That's what it's like <laughs> when he's hungry." <laughs> really. I can relate. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. It brings out the keto in you. It brings out the keto. Yeah. yeah they do. Very keto like. Yeah. Very keto like. Well, I think I think your generosity is. Pardon me? Just give keto some carbs and everything would be Just fine. But nobody does. Yeah, so. carbs. Do we ever see keto eating? Keto or I don't keto. think we have. We don't drink a beer. We don't. Maybe that's why he's so angry. He he eats some. He does eat some uh, snacks. He has uh, snacks in his hand and stuff while they're watching the game in season four. But I don't know if you. Oh, Oh, and then he's about to eat. um, He's about to eat spam. He's about to eat spam with um, chopsticks in season two. Oh, that's uh, right. With um, Trudy Walker in their home. Uh, Not Trudy Walker with um, with Juliana's mom. Not Trudy. Um, with uh. uh, 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 McCall uh, McCall is the actress who plays uh, Ju- uh, Juliana's mom is uh, Ann Walker. Okay. That was a great scene. And Daniel Roebuck. Oh, that was that was a lot. That of was fun. fun. To play that, <laughs> that was so much fun. Okay, Tatasha. I think it's question? interesting too how we. Well, I was just going to say I think it's interesting that you know in the final season we saw you know, kind of uh, being regretful and um, just kind of that transformation from this mm-hmm. sort of really dislikable person to, you know, uh, but he was all about honor and I don't know. I really just thought this season was so, so poignant. Um, so, and Jane, if you could ask the next question because, Oh, my outline. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what sure. um, yeah. to say. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm going to blame the rain. It's doing crazy things to I, our computer. Uh, my computer yeah. is acting up now, so. Well, you know, Joe, the the uh, season four was a, a lot more emotionally, you saw emotionally complex keto with the return of his son. Actually, I wanted to find out, when. why did Toro come back to you to his father. What, 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 why? The discussion there. How did that happen? It's not explicit uh, from what we see as, as, um, as viewers, but it had been discussed that he had uh, been discharged uh, or been in the process of sort of um, dealing with the aftermath of all of the things that happened to him in Manchuria, which, uh, it's not really talked about explicitly there either, but in yeah. Manchuria, the Japanese are committing, uh, engaged in brutal warfare uh, with the Chinese, and um, you, t- you get a quick snippet of it in uh, Sen's flashback, uh, Sen, who plays uh, Toru, that he's done and witnessed terrible things, um, mm-hmm. much like many soldiers in all regions of the world. Um, and so he comes back very damaged. In fact, he's so damaged that he can't effectively serve anymore. Uh, and so 
essentially he's come to be with Keto who thinks that he can um, he can help him and that he can help get him back on his feet. Keto has trouble really recognizing the fact that anything's wrong with his son because uh, Keto is someone who's seen and done terrible things like his son has done, but he's been able to compartmentalize it and to um, frame it in a way that um, that makes makes it seem honorable, the things he's done. Uh, he's able to sort of right. make his actions be in service towards something that he believes is right, that he's able right. to do uh, terrible things in service of the empire. Someone has to do them, and in the end, it's gonna, if it has to be keto, he'll, he'll do it. His son, however, does not have that uh, mm-hmm. capacity. So when he comes home, keto is basically trying to help him get back on his feet. He's trying to get him a job. Uh, he sees that there are things that his son's having trouble dealing with, and he, he, can't, he, he recognizes it, but he can't fully admit it to himself. And yeah. he finds himself trying awkwardly to sort of deal with that because he loves his son. Uh, and it was just fun to sort of deal with somebody who connects with Keto so uh, primally, like his son, his oldest son, and to see him have tremendous appetite to help him and to make those connections and to just not have the tools and the awareness to be able to do so effectively. Yeah. It's, there are powerful scenes between the two of you, just really powerful. And uh, anyone who's a parent uh, can empathize with, you know, what you were both going through in your own ways. It was so different. Each character was so different. But it was very powerful. And you know what? We have another call. Joe, are you ready? I think you can <laughs> sure. handle it. And I don't know. <laughs> Depends on who it is. Oh, well, I'm not even going to say the area code, but they just they just uh, connected yeah. with us. So the person that's on hold. Uh, uh, hi. Hi. Are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm dynamite. Like, yeah, How are you today? <laughs> I, I am a sixth <laughs> grade <you>. teacher. <laughs> hi, 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 Taylor. Hi. I, I Thank you so much so for calling in. Questions. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Um, hey, Joel. How you doing today, there, pal? I'm doing pretty good, there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I probably could have prepared for this a little bit more. I was just so excited to call in. I was, yeah, I will. We were thrilled. We, How we, fun we is couldn't this? wait for you to call in and surprise him. Are you? Yay. You're, you're getting. You're um, making these people get up. Chayla's getting up early in the morning to do this, or early, earlier in the morning. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's nine thirty out here. So in active you know, time, it's extremely early. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I I I missed the first half the first half hour of the show unfortunately because you know duty calls. Um, uh, yeah. But I'm excited that you guys are having this conversation, and I'm um, I would like to know, Mr. De La Fuente. Um, uh, I understand that you were one of the earliest. Um, cast members to jo- earliest actors to join the show is that correct <laughs> <laughs> uh well uh, it's 
it's all sort of uh, apocryphal and secondhand because I was not in the casting room when these decisions were made, but I was told from uh, mm-hmm. a fairly reliable source that I was the first person cast in The Man in the High Castle. Wow. Amazing. That is very interesting. Oh. Isn't a little that bit of trivia yeah. here? I love that. Thank you, Chayla. Mm-hmm. That, that, um, that so was a good I'm one, Chayla. Would you like yeah, to stay and co-host just, with I, us? <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> um, but I am, I am curious, uh, and we've never talked about this, that, that if, if for you, Keto in your mind, if he changed with the introduction of other people to his world, so when you met the other actors or you saw what they were doing with it, did that really change who he was for you? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that's a great that's a great question a i mean I, I i think that i've been starting to think about this more and more che like i think that um one of the things i love the most about a show that runs for a long time i'm beginning to sort of have a little perspective on that is that um i think initially the tendency is when inconsistencies happen either via things that slip through the cracks in the script, you know, in one season you say, you know, you're an only child. And then, you know, later on, it's like you have a brother. <laughs> For instance, things like that. We, we lament, we lament inconsistency, but I think it's something that can be embraced because uh, one of, here's just a random example. One of the things going into the pilot, uh, I was very, very interested and um, focused on creating how Keto would speak, what his voice was like, what his dialect was like. And that's a whole topic for maybe another time. But uh, my, my intentions behind creating that sound changed throughout the course of the season. So if you listen to the way Keto talks in the pilot, it's different than he talks in the middle of season one. It's different than he talks in season two, different in season three. And then uh, in season four, it, they're all just slightly different. The way, you know, his, his accent is basically evolving during the thing. And, and at times I thought the challenge was to try to go back and match um, the sound. But that's not really how that works because uh, – if you're in a place for a long time, your sound changes over time. So the interesting thing was, you know, keto, we got to see keto in America for four of his 21 years in, in the, in the Japanese Pacific States. So you get to see the evolution of that and you get to embrace uh, the contradiction, the inconsistency, um, the paradox. Uh, and, and I think that that's really cool. I think it's great that we get to revisit things and we don't have to make things the same. In fact, sometimes we can intentionally do things differently. Mm-hmm. And, and that, mm-hmm. that sort of is related to, um, that is related to who you're with, uh, the characters you get to play with, um, uh, even the offset conversations we have or the events that happen in the world in the background while we're working on the show. I mean, you know, the election of 2016, mm-hmm. for example, greatly affected the show. Mm-hmm. Um, our friendship mm-hmm. greatly affected how I think about uh, the worlds and my place in that world by understanding what you were doing. Um, Carrie mm-hmm. being who he is uh, and the relationship mm-hmm. we had definitely impacted the way we played our scenes. And I, I sort of feel like, um, you know, I just talked to Carrie yesterday or the day before for a long time. And 
we were we were talking about how the last scene that I believe it's the last scene we have ever uh, in it's in uh, season three I think it's episode seven uh, that that late night scene in Keto's office where we mm-hmm. he tells me he's a traveler he tells me the truth basically for the first time mm-hmm. and um, yeah. we have a drink together. But we used to always joke around because we had we always have these like two person scenes in someone's office. Uh, also because keto never had a place to live. So that's a whole other issue. So um, <laughs> this is, you know, sometimes it'd be in his office. Sometimes it'd be in my office. I'm mad in one. He's mad in another. Like it was just sort of how to replace <laughs> variations on a theme for so long. And that by the end, when you get to the scene in season three, I feel like that's sort of, that's our PhD scene. And, and like keto to go meet, uh, two-person scenes it's like all the things we had learned all of the variations we could try to come Mm. up with in that scene you finally get um us both feeling like we really know it as well as we can and this is what we contribute to the scene for example uh it was our idea to have it in the middle of the night uh ideally we would have had it in someone's house but uh, it it would have been at my house and coming to my house and since my house didn't exist we put it in the middle uh-huh. of the night in my office. So it creates sort of a, an intimate setting. And there's something interesting about the fact that Keto never goes home. Here he is at three in the morning yeah. in his office. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have his jacket on for the first, you know, one of the first times you see him sort of not suited up. Uh, that they share a drink together, that the lights are down. It just affected everything sort of uh, uh, the cinematography of the scene, the lighting of the scene. It was all informed by what we could bring uh, as characters or as a character based uh, a character motivated scene you know like how how we would have the scene and and what we share with each other so uh, the things that are on keto's desk the camera pans over very quickly but uh, those were very specifically chosen uh, for that moment and so you know all of that comes from the beginnings of a relationship that you have with somebody and uh, with someone mm-hmm. like Carrie and all the wonderful uh, idiosyncratic, brilliant things that he brings, and the way sort of we interact together, that sort of culminated in that particular scene. Yeah, mm, that's really that's exciting. Right. That makes me want to watch the scene again. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I encourage you. I want to hear Taylor, what you thank think. You. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I know you said um, the delay makes it hard to know when to ask a question. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, your question was fantastic. My God. Um, I'm I'm like dumbfounded here. I can't think. It's so incredible. Uh, You you never had scenes together, but didn't you just film film something together? Yeah. Jay? Can you talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, we. Yeah. I, I think we can. It's it's um you know it's it's not the next Star Trek, so there's not a lot of confidentiality that's attached to it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it, our our stunt coordinator from the Man in the High Castle is a wonderful woman and artist by the name of Maya Aro, and um, she directed a short film that was written by um nikki what's nikki's last name joel do you remember i think it's nikki whalen i think you might be right nope i think you might be right um uh to to our credit nikki you have like three or four different names that you use and so um (laughs) uh, 
as 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 an, as an artist. No, because uh, I because I, I was confused because on social media and stuff, uh, you use different names sometimes, and so, but I, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what name you're going on. She's actually in witness protection, and we've just blown up for her. So, um, sorry about that, Nikki. Sorry, Nikki. <laughs> sorry about that, Nikki. Anyhow, um, she she wrote this wonderful short film, um, but called Chloe, and it's a three-hander that um, is essentially the character that Nikki plays and the character that I play are both being interviewed by the documentarian or interviewer, interviewer who is played by the wonderful Mr. Joel De La Fuente. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't reveal anything about it, but for the fact that it was okay. the first time that Joel and I had the chance to, uh, to actually act together. One of us on camera. Finally. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, we'll be able to see it. Do you know yeah, when it will be released will be and where we can see it? Okay, good. That's, that's great. Once, yeah. uh, once we know about that, we'll put it on social media, right, Shay? Yes. Uh, because we, everybody yeah. wants to yeah. see the two of you in, a, in, in something in, together, interacting. That would be fantastic. And Shayla, you're Helen Smith. What can we say about Helen Smith? My God, so breathtaking. Oh, Your performance is. Beyond, that's, you're just you're just wonderful. Thank you so much for bringing her to life. Yeah, I, I, I feel it's like it's a privilege to do so. It's astonishing. So thank you. And, and it, yeah, it's just just breathtaking. Uh, we do have an. I have a, a question. It's very important. Uh, did your dog Gaffer <laughs> accept Joel immediately, yeah. or did he have to earn his affection? Nobody has to earn Gaffer's affection. <laughs> he, when someone breaks into my house, he'll probably just lick them to death. Um, uh, that's not entirely true. He's he's quite protective of our home. However, uh, no, he. I mean, Joel is also a dog person, having two beautiful dogs of his own, Luna and Yuki. So, um, and he's married to a dog woman who is as obsessed with animals as I am um, <laughs> and <laughs> Melissa. So, yeah, when I, I, Gaffer was on set a lot, which was a real privilege mm-hmm. for me, and I felt really lucky to be able to bring him to work with me oftentimes. And yeah. um, Joel was one of the ones who didn't have to pretend to like dogs when he saw Gaffer. Aw. <laughs> That's great. Can't dislike Gaffer. Gaffer is such an amazing dog. Is he, what, is he a lab? What, what, uh, what breed yes, is he? He's a yellow lab. Yeah, he's a yellow lab. Uh-huh. He actually was one of the, um, there's a sequel to that, uh, the Marley and Me, the Jennifer Aniston and Owen Wilson film. There's a sequel to it. It was made for kids right. called Marley and Me 2 that it, it features a bunch of Marley puppies. Um, there are three lab characters mm-hmm. in it, and Gaffer was one of the one of the puppies in that movie. Aww. So he's a, he's a purebred lab. He's a star. And the, star. Yeah, he's a retired movie star, which explains <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. have to try to pick yeah. him for the show sometime. Yeah, yeah we'll have it. We'll have oh, he's, 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 all animals are great. Yeah, he shuns he shuns publicity and gets very angry at me when I when I oh, prostitute I him out on social media. I'm sure. Yes. 
<laughs> Anyhow, I don't want to hijack Joel's interview with conversations. About not that, at all. No, no, you were, you're terrific. You can okay. say if you want. It's, uh, whatever you want to do. Awesome. Can I get into some fan questions? So you're yeah, welcome. We have fan questions. Do you have any other I, questions I will sit here quietly too? and listen. Okay. Me? Oh, so many. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're now no, a chit chat chick, Chayla. You're now a chit chat chick. Really you are, are, so. um, I will happily uh, continue to listen in because I, I, I'm lucky enough to be able to, to call Joel up and ask him my questions whenever I want. But I suspect that some of the people who are listening don't have that, that same opportunity. So I will I'll I'll pipe down yeah, just, over here. You stay I'll on the line, down. and if you want to, <laughs> you want to, you know, say something or you go right ahead. Let me see. We have so many fan questions. Like that. one was already answered about oh, keto's yeah. voice. Most of keto questions. It was a keto asking about keto's voice, but you already answered that. Uh, let's see. Um, Hmm. Okay, here's one. Which which TV shows do you enjoy watching? This is from Joel De La Fuente Source. You have a fan oh. site on Twitter. Oh, that's just me, you guys. I'm just asking myself a question. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. That's not me. No, I didn't Joel. Actually, you know what's you know what? It just occurred to me just this very second. Wow, that's wild. Uh, Joel De La Fuente Source. Source. Uh, because one of the possible interpretations uh, of translations of my last name, it, it translates to of the fountain, but an alternate translation is of the source. So Joel oh, Bellafuente's yeah. source is sort of do, 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 like a play do, do, on my do, 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 name. Twilight, mm. That may be intentional on their part, for which I would be very mm. – uh, I would have to tip my cap. Um, but, okay, so uh, the shows <laughs> I'm watching you. right now, Che and I talk a lot about um, Succession on HBO. That's a wonderful show. Okay. Obsessed. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. Okay, we'll have to watch it then. Uh, yes. I mean, no. the the second season of Fleabag on Amazon Prime is oh, yeah. as close to a perfect season oh, of TV yeah. I think oh. as there as I've seen. It's an exquisite piece of writing and uh, one of those things where everything comes together. It seems like everyone is at the top of their game and more. It's uh, amazing. Um, uh. I. Oh man, uh, on Hulu, uh, I saw this series uh, Pen Fifteen, where the creators, who are friends, I believe, in I'm guessing they're in their twenties and then maybe their late twenties. Uh, they play seventh graders and surround mm-hmm. themselves with uh, actors who are the age of seventh graders. So they're sort of adults playing seventh graders amongst <laughs> other seventh graders, and it's it's really mm-hmm. terrific and courageous and artistically. Um, uh, artistically truthful and um, and illuminating. So I think that that's a great and really oh, funny series. Okay. Check that out. Undone. Uh, I know you were watching. Yeah, Un- Undone is wonderful. Uh, thanks, Jay. <laughs> um, yeah. a, a really, uh, it's like a really, really diverse. Uh, um, it, they're, they're just pushing it. You know, Amazon is sort of pushing it a little bit, pushing the form and. Uh, every everyone is sort of pushing it these days. Like, what can you do um, on a television show? And you know, they're telling an adult story via animation, which is not a first. But they're using different kinds of animation. They're using um, as storytellers uh, a level of diversity that 
until this point, it's still relatively uncommon and should be embraced. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, that's a wonderful show, uh, I think, worth watching. There's just a lot of people are, are taking chances, and I think that's great. Yeah. Well, I wrote some of them down. We'll check them out. But Fleabag is fantastic. I'm going to try it. Definitely watch the session. Okay, here's, what, here's a so question good. from Diane. Diane from Twitter. Um, this, is, this is a question for your wife, really. Um, how long has your wife, Melissa, been uh, making jewelry, and has Man in the High Castle inspired any of her designs or themes? Um, thank you for that question. My oh, wife, Melissa, is a jewelry designer and metalsmith, so in addition to her designing the pieces, she actually makes them herself. Um, and they and are if, you, if you're not familiar with, with her, thanks. Thanks. I think she's very, very gifted, and um, her her pieces sort of have a feeling of found objects. They seem very unique, and they have st store very specific <laughs> stories that could be attached to them. I think, uh, mm -hmm. where every piece is is a story in and of itself that ties into the theme of of the collection. Um, if mm -hmm. you're interested in seeing them, she's at melissadelafuente.com. Okay. Um, and I've she's been doing them. it basically oh, basically uh, over the last 15 years, I'd say. Uh, okay. She used to be an actor. We met uh, when we were both actors. Mm -hmm. She's a wonderful actor. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we had children, she took a break from acting and then just got really involved in uh, – she'd always loved jewelry and got involved in the design and the making of it. And now I think she's she feels she's found the exact – focus for her creativity even more so than acting and you know I, mm -hmm. I think she's a, a wonderful beautiful artist so um, yeah, they are, are exquisite and each piece has a message it's, they're, they're just beautiful pieces I think that if jewelry were to be if, if you were to embody the idea of the fable generally it would be embodied in Melissa's I, jewelry like every single piece seems like it comes from history and it has this story mm -hmm. attached to it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yes, you know, it's, it's funny because her process is, her process is very similar. I mean, it has similarities with an acting process. She, when she is inspired by something, by a story, you know, she'll find a story, either self-create the story or she'll read something or be inspired by something she it comes across in whatever form of media, you know, or art form. And then she starts doing a lot, a lot of research on an mm -hmm. era or a specific aspect of the story. Uh, and it involves historical research and sociological research, all kinds of things. And she mm -hmm. puts it all in the hopper. And from that, she begins to create these pieces, uh, which is sort of similar to uh, how we go about creating certain roles. You know, we, we have to find right. what story we're serving and how we're going to serve it. We were talking about Keto's voice a second ago or, you know, the different ways we use props or wardrobe or, um, you know, as we were, we were talking earlier about that scene between Carrie and I in season three, um, how you right. use the, the various elements at your disposal to help tell that story. So um, we're, we're collaborating not just with each other, but with props of what things are going to be on Keto's desk and, with camera and lights, like how are we going to light the scene to tell the story that we're discovering is more than just the content of the words we're saying. We're actually discovering it's uh, a personal, vulnerable 
moment between these two men. So we'll lose Keto's tie. We'll lose his jacket. We'll put it at night. So we'll light it a certain way. And, oh, that gives the DP a great idea. We can stream the lights through the windows this way and we can, you know, expose it in this way. It's a totally new look. You know, all of these things happen um, when you start to pull the string on, um, yeah. on the story. Right, right. Uh, how much more time can you give us, uh, Joel, just, just to let us um, know how many more questions we can ask? We're not kicking like you out. Uh, we, 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 we want to talk to you and Shayla all day, but uh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> can you give us an idea? Because we have a few more questions. And I didn't know what your schedule sure. how about was about like. Like 15 more minutes? Does that work? Great. Yeah, that sure. sounds good. Okay. All right. Well, Claudia would Claudia would like to know how would you react if you met Keto in real life? <laughs> it would depend on the context. <laughs> if I was sitting in like one of the chairs in his office, I would not be so psyched. But um, you know, if it was at a restaurant or something like that, Che, you could totally see this, right? I would probably try to be playful and jokey and he would not respond and that would both crush me and amuse me at the same time and I probably would to charm him. <laughs> um there have been instances yeah, I see where a spin-off here. Just, Maybe we should do something here. Che, that's like the yeah. next one person play. It's it's keto trying to charm uh, <laughs> and me trying to charm keto. Because my kids make fun of me all the time for that. That you know, I'll try to mm-hmm charm the person behind the counter somewhere and the person's just not yeah. having it. The person's having a day yeah. or they just don't want, they just don't want to play. And and then I can't let it go. And so then I keep trying in all these different ways and they just, they're so horrified and amused at the same time. It's very painful for all of those that care about me to be around me in that situation. Oh, okay. oh, no, get very concerned about your well-being. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, Cindy would like to know, uh, do you think that Keto earned his redemption given his past actions? <laughs> oh, Cindy. Oh. I know Cindy. Oh, Cindy. Cindy, you know Cindy? <laughs> oh, Cindy. I, I know Cindy from Twitter. First first of all, let me just thank Cindy for um, her, <laughs> avid, uh, her avid and ferocious support of our show, which I think we all appreciate. Um, yes. I hope, Cindy, you are doing well um, post-season four. Uh, and I will say this <laughs> about redemption arcs. Uh, I, speaking specifically of Keto's redemption arc, I love it. I think it's, I personally thought it was unexpected. I personally thought that um, with many, viewed through many other ways of perceiving a kind of poetic justice, Keto could be seen as deserving a horrible, violent, perhaps unfair and treacherous death, not unlike the death he almost faces on the stairs at the hands of mm. uh, who are seemingly to viewers faceless, disgruntled, with good, per- with good reason, um, rioters. Uh, that is a death that he might deserve. Another death he might deserve is the death in the gas chamber where he caused the death of so many innocent lives, which is the death he also Mm -hmm. Um, So as far as deserving a redemption arc or not deserving one, I I, I think that that's sort of an issue that 
that's a viewer uh, that's a viewer construct. That that's not a life construct. We can say all we want what someone deserves based on their actions or and what they don't deserve. But life doesn't work that way. And that's sort of what that's part of what the show is about too. Like Frank's sister uh, and children. They did not deserve to die in a gas chamber. They, they did, you know, we don't know anything about them, but I think mm-hmm. we can safely presume, because nobody deserves this, to die anonymously and horribly in an antiseptic room in San Francisco. Nobody deserves that. Uh, they most likely deserve what you would say is a redemption arc. They would deserve the dignity of uh, the logical accumulation of all their good deeds. Sure, we would wish that for them, but that doesn't always happen. So right. um, yeah. I am so happy that Keto had the art that he did. Whether or not Smith deserved redemption or not, uh, and I'm speaking specifically to what I know about Cindy's uh, concern about this, mm-hmm. that is something that I think we can feel pain about and we can reflect upon and be really conflicted angry about, sad about, uh, um, vindicated about, whatever response a viewer is going to have. But I don't, think, I don't think the fault is with the writers or in the fault with what actually happened. Because I think, given the rules of this world, it fits. Whatever happened to that mm-hmm. man on that mountaintop fit, in my opinion, to the rules of the world. It may not be fair. Right. It, may not, um, yeah. it may not ascribe to what your sense was of the person. Um, and that's that's painful, but I think that um, whether or not one deserves a redemption arc, I, I think that that's uh, that's something we desperately wish as people who care so much about characters, which is appreciated, but it's not necessarily according to the whims of the faith and of the life and of yeah. gods that reside on some mythical mountaintop that that get to determine this thing. We we don't get to determine yeah. those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's Agreed. true. Um, Robert Postchild from Twitter wants to know, was the cast, and Charlotte can chime in too if you want, was the cast given any leeway in the portrayal of their characters? What do you think, Jay? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, I think that we all contributed enormously to, um, to our characters and where our characters would go. And, and oftentimes they – certainly going into season two or three rather for me, because that was the first year that I was a regular. So therefore the first year that I was invited into the writer's room to have a conversation with the writers um, prior to them uh, starting the season and breaking the season. um, I gave them what I had written as my own personal backstory that then ended up being incorporated into the storytelling and into the narrative. So that was a really unique experience on this show that I've certainly never had on another show <clears throat> to that degree. Right. And I, I think Joel would probably agree that we heavily influenced uh, our characters on the show, um, which I think is also mm-hmm. a, a byproduct of the fact that we had so many different, uh, we had different leadership throughout the years. So mm-hmm. we had to be the ones who, um, were in charge of our own characters to a, yeah. to a degree. There was mm-hmm. a necessity for that. Yeah. Uh, a tremendous amount of credit, I mean, a, a tremendous amount of credit needs to be given to many people, but starting with, I would say, Frank Spotnitz, our, mm-hmm. our first showrunner and the person who shepherded uh, this ad- adaptation into existence, um, 
he created an environment where he really wanted to hear input. Um, he, he actively solicited it, and he had this unique ability, he has this unique ability to listen in a way that is generous and inclusive without ever allowing his own thoughts to be unduly threatened by that input. So he can listen to something and synthesize it, and he feels perfectly comfortable taking what he thinks works and working with it and not taking the rest. And I think that's a wonderful, rare strength that he has. And then credit mm-hmm. must also be given to everybody down the line. And I'm talking about, you know, the dozens of writers that have contributed on this show because it normally doesn't work this way. If you're a professional writer and you're sitting in these rooms and you have actors chiming in with what they think, especially when it's in opposition Uh, to what you've written, mm -hmm. to give every single writer credit, uh, that's normally not how it's done. It's normally perceived and received in a way that is inappropriate, confrontational, and Mm -hmm. not cool. And so to find yourself in a situation like that where information is falling two ways can be threatening. And to everyone's credit, as threatened as sometimes we all might have been or as disgruntled or dealing with whatever conflicts we may have had in this challenging process, all the writers were incredibly generous with that. And we had a collaboration, I think, that in the end was very fruitful. And you got to tip your cap to every single one of them because they – First of all, on their own merit, they all individually created, did great work. Mm-hmm. To be able to do so in a situation where your process is different than it normally is because this is how things are working on the yeah. show, where there's a, yeah. a higher level of collaboration, requires sort yeah. of a comfort level with your own ability and an appetite to collaborate and listen, which not everybody has to have. So we were lucky. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. very lucky. Very lucky. And we were lucky to be able to experience four years of a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. Mm. It's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to listen to. The performances are beautiful. Everything about it is just uh, special. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are sad that it's, including the actors, that it's over. But at least we were able to experience it for four years. And you guys... You know, it's just so wonderful to see how much you you genuinely love each other, the cast. It's just it's mm-hmm. it's, it's terrific to, to to see. And Joe, thank you for your Instagram stories because I think that allowed the fans to you invited them in. We felt like we were on the sure. set sometimes, and we were at the event with you and and the other actors, and it was it was so much fun. And I know a lot well, of people we have, are very there's, grateful there's more, for that. Um, there's Gee, more thanks. that we want to share, I think. I mean, we have, um, you know, I think there's this tendency, there's been this anticipation for sharing the season with everybody last Friday. And when that happened, there's such a tremendous release of, um, I'm so glad that you guys are seeing it. How about this? And here's that. And I have this picture and that story, and which is amazing. And there's this incredible sort of, uh, explosion all of a sudden of sharing now that it's finally allowed, you know, now that this right. season is, this last season is in the world, but you know, there's still some other stuff, you know, there's still, um, you know, the stuff with, um, we're trying to do this thing called high castle club, 
where we can slow it down a little bit, where we can try to create, you know, now that you have the experience, if you so choose to binge, you know, if you want to watch it all at once or what, you know, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. But we're also trying to slow it down for people too, because I think Mm -hmm. there really is something amazing about the slow rollout of a show. So mm-hmm. we're trying okay. to create an experience where you talk about one thing at a time over a mm-hmm. longer period. And along those lines, we will, there are a million more stories to tell and hopefully other cast members and designers and writers and everyone involved with High Castle, the longer we continue to do this, we'll feel free. We'll find out who they are so we can reach out and everyone can feel free to right. share in this um, ongoing conversation that we can now include the viewers in on, which is what this process was like, what this episode was like. And, you know, I have a couple of, you know, interviews stored away. One with, hey, Che, I watched that the other day. I, I have this great um, interview with Che uh, at the end of uh, of shooting and one with Rufus, mm-hmm. too, where we're just talking about what that experience is. And when mm-hmm. when we get to that place, you know, and when it's appropriate, I'll, I'll share those because I think that Oh, uh, oh, thank you. It's important. It's important for people to see. Um, it's fun for people. It's just, I, as a fan myself, growing up and someone that's really interested in process, I think it's a really cool thing. Uh, if you want to, you know, you certainly don't have to. But if you are interested in a certain scene or a certain episode or a certain actor or a certain show, that you can have the opportunity to learn a little bit more if you want. But also, if you don't mm-hmm. want. You certainly, you know, I'm certainly not a fan of people shoving spoilers in people's faces or making okay. people watch behind the scenes stuff because sometimes you just want the experience of the show and it's very personal. Mm-hmm. But you know, for right, those right. that want community or you know, someone who wants to talk about, I, it's very similar to books. You know, it's like, um, you know, now with these streaming things where we drop everything at once, it's it's literally like putting a book in the bookstore. So the first week a book comes out, it's on the New York Times bestseller list and everybody's reading it and everybody's talking about right. it. And then people stop talking about it. But a year later, 10 years later, you can walk into that bookstore, pick it up off the shelf, and out of the blue, you find one new person that's introduced to this world at their own speed. You can read the whole thing yeah. overnight because you can't put it down, or you can read it every time you, know, you take your kid to soccer, and that's when you read your, you know, your, your chapter in your book. And so that's mm-hmm. what shows are like now. Everybody has their mm-hmm. own relationship to this yes, piece. And so mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's important to recognize there's different ways in and to sort of allow people um, an opportunity also, if they so choose to come together and share about it. Cause when you want to, and when you're prepared for it, you know, when you've read a chapter or read the whole book, it's really right. fun sometimes, especially if you've enjoyed it to, to talk about it. Sort of like what we're talking about right now. It's fun to sort of talk yeah. about something mm-hmm. that um, is of interest to us both, you know? Yeah. For the record, well, you know, any I have com- zero recollection of this interview, so I'm very curious <laughs> to see what, 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 what it was that, that you were referring mm. to, Joel, because I don't remember. <laughs> oh, Che, it was, it was the bar. You'd have four gin and tonics. I'm just kidding. But, uh, um, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll remind you later. Yeah, okay. Later. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Well, well, you know, if any of you guys, if any of you guys want to come on our show as a group and discuss the show, we're open. We'll we'll do a show. Oh yeah, we're always. If you want. Oh, not well, there was silence we, there. We, so maybe we, not. we say we say we like each other, and then you ask us to all get together in one space and one time, and suddenly everybody's busy. No. No. Yeah. But actually, um, um, it's like one, trying it was to a per- herd cats. Sorry. <clears throat> no, no. What did you say, Shay? I'm sorry. 
trying to what you say. I, when when you get the group of us together, it's it's like putting a bunch of cats in a bag. We're very difficult to control. <laughs> nah. No. Yeah. Oh, actually, when we, there's an interview uh, there's an interview from yesterday. There's an interview from yesterday on Sci-Fi Wire that came out. That's actually a pretty good indication of what it's like to live together. Wouldn't you say, Chick? Mm. We're just yeah. Uh, we are, that's a cats in a bag. It's a great way to describe it. It's just um, <laughs> if you. If you can get a word in edgewise, it's it's hilarious. Well, actually, we we had we've had a couple of shows where we've had about five or six people on at the same time talking over each other, and it's oh been, yeah, it was yeah pretty good. It was fun, but um, actually, Rufus was supposed to call in today, but he is off the grid, off the grid. But he sends his love uh, off the grid. But he sends his oh. love, so the oh, romance continues. Yeah, he does. Roof. Yeah, we had a show uh, yeah, with we, him. We, he's yeah, he was very gracious and funny, and we would ask him a question, and I, he never gave us a direct answer. You know, I think we should have asked him. So yes, the sky blue, and yes, we did. We did. Well, I can't yeah. answer that. Yeah. I don't know. How can you answer something like that? I, no, you can't. I don't know. But you know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but he was he even Shayla's question. Because remember, Shayla, you, you, I think you sent in a question that we asked him, and he was speechless. Yeah. He couldn't answer it. Yeah. I forget what it was, but I, um, it rendered him speechless. As, as, as has been um, demonstrated, my memory when it comes to these things is not amazing. So I'll take your <laughs> word for it. That's okay. But, yeah. you know, he was a delight. He really was. I mean, we've had guests before who will just say, yep, you asked them a question, an open-ended uh, question, and they'll just go, yep. So, um, yeah. The one-word nice answer. We have, yes, and we have guests like Joel and Rufus who, well, and Kayla, you are invited. If you if you want to do our show, we would love to have you on. Love to have that's it, uh, lovely you. of you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's sure. lovely. I'm going to call you. No, nope. uh, yeah, no we're going to have surprise callers for Kayla. Because <laughs> you missed Francis. <laughs> Francis Turner called in, Kayla. Uh, no, that I missed yes. Yeah. Darn it. She I called in. Was really nice. Asked no questions and left. She just she just was nice, Chick. Yeah. Classic Francis. <laughs> Showing up and being kind. <laughs> Showing up and Joel, being kind. Do, do, do you have anything that you want to say to your your fans or before we go? Um, yeah. Any words of, of? I mean, go for it. Well, uh, well, thank you first of all so much for the support you've shown me for four years of high castle for all the stuff I've done before. People are so wonderful and generous about sharing their thoughts about all of those things. Uh, it means a lot. I'm especially um, recently grateful for everyone sharing their thoughts on season four of high castle because it meant so much to all of us. And, um, uh, you know, yes, we all get along really well, yes, um, you know, it's it's something that's so important to all of us, but it was also really hard and challenging to make. It's, I think part of the reason we are so close uh, when you see people out and about is because um, there's tremendous cost to doing something like this. While, mm-hmm. while people are sad that the show is over, and I'm one of those people, uh, 
saying goodbye to the show is difficult. That doesn't necessarily mean that I would advocate for another season or a series of more seasons. Would I love right. to do it if it was happening? Sure. The idea of being together and doing those things, the snap, the snap reaction is, of course I would. But in truth, it might be time to say goodbye. This might be the, the right moment to do it because from, our point of, from my point of view specifically, there is great cost to doing a show like this. Um, it is very hard to maintain the level of collaboration that we have and the level of generosity that we've experienced to create in this particular way with this much at stake with the material that we're using, which is very um, sensitive and controversial. So um, to have had these four years, uh, and to have shared them with you, shared them with everybody, I could not be more grateful. Uh, at the same time, I think, uh, with a tear in my eye too, I think that it could be the perfect time to say goodbye. And 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 I mm. say that with tremendous gratitude and respect. I'm not saying that I wouldn't come back for uh, you know a different circumstance, but you know, having mm. run a race for, including the pilot for five years, I think mm. it's time to sort of stretch and rest yeah. and take stock and 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 to see where the world is and to see where we are as far as what stories should be told, sure. you know, sure. but, but thank you to everybody for all their support. And, um, and I hope that people continue to, uh, uh, to reach out and to share their comments and stuff as, as it comes up, as they continue to watch and experience it. Taylor, do you have any uh, words that you would like to say to anything you would like to say to your fans while you're here? You want me to follow that up? More. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what he said. <laughs> yeah, just just what he said. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you did, yes. you know, it, it, in all seriousness, it's I. I mean, I tend to, and I've I've spoken about this before. I get um, a little uncomfortable with some of the attention and the feedback, while at the same time reveling in it, which is a. a <laughs> A wonderful place to live in, um, uh, but it's it, yeah, it's been um, it's been really extraordinary to see the response to season four in particular, and how much people are affected by it, and it seems to be inspiring um, thought and conversation, and mm-hmm. it's conflicting for some people, and I I think that there's something really important in that in being Mm -hmm. a part of something that is creating art that makes people think and examine is a real privilege and a responsibility. So with that, I am glad that I am not a Nazi anymore um, (laughs) because that's that's a lot to carry. Uh Um, uh And and I'm super, super grateful uh, for everyone's love and support of, of us and the show and and um yeah nothing but gratitude 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 yes yes well yeah. we're grateful as well we're grateful yes, as well thank you so much for your performances and for being here yes thanks so much for your time you guys we appreciate it thanks for your uh advocacy of our show Oh, well, yes. we, we just loved it. We love your show so much. Um, in fact, I'm going to go back and rewatch because I don't like binging. You miss too much. It's just like, mm-hmm. You know, it's better one episode at a time. And kind of favorite. Take it, take it all in. 
but Analyze uh, it. yeah, mm-hmm. every, we're very grateful that you you took the time to come on and talk to us, and Shayla for calling in, and Francis for calling, and also I'd like to thank Allie Lee from Amazon. Yes, her help. She was yay, Allie. Wonderful. Thank you, Allie. Yay. What? Yeah, she was great. Yeah. She's, Guys, can I say one more thing? Sure. Sure. Uh, tomorrow, uh, what day is tomorrow? Tomorrow is November yeah. 23rd, yeah. and mm-hmm. I believe that is um, Brennan Brown's birthday, who is the actor who plays children. <laughs> so, oh, uh, in fact, fantastic. it is Brennan Brown's birthday tomorrow. So, Happy birthday. Uh, to, anybody that's, to anybody that's listening um, who doesn't despise Brennan, um, please take a moment to wish him a happy birthday, uh, and let him know uh, that uh, if you know, let him know that you didn't think he sucked on the show. He would really. Appreciate it. He didn't. He did not. He was the most incredible character. Also, he, was he brought a little laugh to a little bit of uh, entertainment to you know what I mean. Lighten, lighten things oh, up a little. Oh, he sure did. He was great. He was great. Mm. He's. He's but we will so definitely yeah. tweet out a happy birthday to him on our on our uh, Twitter account tomorrow. I, I do think I do think he would appreciate it. I do think he would appreciate okay. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We will mm-hmm. do that. We shall do that. All right. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thanks so right, much. Such a pleasure. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank okay. you. Okay. And have a good weekend, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving Likewise. to you all. Thank you. Thank you. You, you too. too Thanks. American. Okay. Bye. 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 Flesh word. Bye. American. (laughs) I love it. Bye. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. That was great. That was so much fun. That was great. He's delightful. He's just so um, engaging and um, articulate. And just passionate about his work. He is very passionate about his work. Oh yeah, and but very grounded, you know, very grounded, and he's very very hands on with it. Yeah, and And he's he's uh, so accessible to his fans, and that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's raining. Dramatic still raining. Yeah, dramatic side. Uh, Um, Let's talk about the weather. Um, It's cloudy here. It's good. Well, a chance of meatballs. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's good to be back. Um, we were away too long. It is. I think we yeah. Yeah, I think we took too long of a hiatus because I was totally uh, out of my element for a while there. But um. Yeah. But we got into we got, got into out the of groove the, after out of a while. Routine. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. we'll we'll do it more often, and we do have some well, ideas planned that we'll mm-hmm. let people know about for. Uh, January for next year. year, and I don't know about what we're doing in December, but what is it today? Oh, the twenty second, right? 22nd. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out, and we'll let we'll let everybody we'll know. We'll figure it out. We'll post it on um, on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Well, I don't know about Instagram. Forget Facebook. We're not on there anymore. <laughs> yeah. We got that. <laughs> but um, yeah, this was great. This was a terrific show, and um, I'm thrilled that, uh, that and, Shayla and, and Francis called. And submitted questions too. Yes, yeah, sorry if we couldn't get to all of your questions, um, but 
you know, doing a show like this is so unpredictable. You don't know where it's going, what direction it's going to take. Mm-hmm. And so we apologize if we didn't get to your questions. But uh, thank you all for, for submitting them. You know who you are, and uh, we appreciate your support. So on Indeed. that note, yeah, yep. we will end the show. Okay. So what do you right, say bye, after every... And what do we say? Stay chatty. <laughs> that's Stay <what>? chatty. <laughs> Stay chatty. <laughs> and Bye. that's the way it is. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.